Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, at Real Chris Platty on all the social medias. And returning to the podcast is my guy, my man, the better half of On Deck TV podcast. You guys know him before from being on the podcast before. You know him from On Deck TV. My guy, Spike Lou. How you doing, man? What up, Chris? How you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, how does it feel to take the number one spot ever since I found out Animal Brown's uh, to Pimp a Butterfly slander? <laughs> It feels good, man. We were talking a little bit earlier before the show started. I'm the podcaster's champ, you know, the people's champ. Podcaster's <laughs> podcaster, you know, so I'm here for it, you know. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's get into it. So we are here today to review Mac Miller's album, Swimming. Um, now, Mac Miller is an interesting artist. Um, this is his fifth studio album, but he also mm. has 12 mixtapes to his name all in the span of 11 years, not to mention alias projects from uh, people like Larry Fisherman, which is a producer name he he goes by, he still goes by to this day, actually has production credits on this album. Um, so Max, an artist who's been busy, kind of like we were talking about earlier before the podcast, he's, a, he's an artist who popped up around 2009, around that era of, um, uh, of internet of internet mixtape rappers and he was kind of he was kind of the next wave uh he was a part of that wave and he was the one who stood out with mega hits like donald trump and it's just yep. a string of uh of very critically acclaimed mixtapes and that that launched him into um where he is now and he's been building ever since um but he's been he's been slowing down his he's been slowing down his his uh his drop frequency because um, the last couple of years, he was, like I said, drink, uh, releasing multiple projects a year. And now he's been, um, now this is the longest hiatus he's had in his career without a project between 2016's Divine Feminine, which is, I think, almost two years, exactly two years old now. And right. this one, uh, Swimming, which was released, obviously, this past this past month. So, Spike, uh, just kind of, let's kind of get into... Um, 
let's kind of get into uh, initial expectations here. Uh, and, and so where are you at with Mac before this project and uh, coming into this project? I would tell you 100%, Chris, that had it not been for you saying, hey, Spike Lou, let's do a review, I would have never listened to this album. Not a big Mac Miller fan, and it's not because I don't think he could rap because I've heard songs and he does a great job. It's just more so I didn't think that he was talking to me, if that makes any sense. Like, I right. just felt like he was a, a backpacker. He had his own lane and his own little cult following of people that he was talking to. And I really didn't know if he just made good, good enough music for me to check out a um, full album. So you were like, hey, let's do a review. I said, I'll do the Mac Miller for Chris, something, mm-hmm. something for my cat. And listening to it, I was surprised. I was totally surprised at what I got from it. Uh, I was expecting a lot more gimmicks. I was expecting a lot of um, commercial type things. And that's not what I got at all. It had a great vibe. Uh, It's like the whole album has the same tone, which I'm a big fan of. It's not too long. And it's introspective as far as what's been going on. And you could tell to me, uh, that he hasn't dropped music in two years. I feel like that the other CD that he did, the last one that came out before this one you named, I don't think, I think that that was more when he was with Ariana Grande, and she, I feel like she that was heavily influenced by her. And I think that this one is a answer to that, saying, hey, no, this is me, this is the Mac Miller that I'm trying to put out there and portray. That's what I got from it, not knowing anything other than his personal life and stuff with the DUI and the breakup. And then listening to the album, I was like, okay, I get it. Everything makes sense now. So it's pretty dope. Yeah, that that's interesting. So I was, um, I was, I was rather excited. Now I would state myself as somebody who listens to Mac, but wouldn't call myself necessarily a big fan of his music. Um, I think he's he's had good moments and he's had bad moments. Um, in fact, Divine Feminine, I actually, um, I, I kind of, I kind of regret not posting my review, but I had the weirdest take of, uh, I had the weirdest take of that of that album, and that basically I loved everything about it that wasn't Mac Miller. I love the features, I love the production, which Mac Miller was a heavy part of, so obviously give him his credit there. But, um, but I wasn't, I just wasn't a fan of Mac singing and and rapping on that project. Um, and so um so coming into this you know uh he's got production credits from himself j cole even uh has production credits on here for one track um flying lotus dj Dai, cardo okay so i'm thinking okay i'm thinking and, and plus uh seeing some like twitter internet clips that kind of like that kind of surfaced of him just of him kind of rapping aggressively that's kind of what i'm expecting coming into the album which is obviously yeah. not what we got and um safe safe to say i i was surprised i was surprised to say the i was surprised to say the least but i was going into it i was going into it a little bit optimistic just because i felt like you said um with the dui incident the ariana grande incident that he had uh that he had something to talk about and the interesting thing i will say about Mac's career and which is um something that i that i will always give him credit for is that um he does a good job of every album and I think he said this in an interview a couple of years ago when he was working on Divine Feminine, is that um, is that he always tries to every album tries to capture a different emotion. So mm-hmm. like um, so, Divine Feminine was 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 love, and this one I would say is more so like confusion, um, or yeah, uh, 
you could tell through a, on a lot of the tracks that he was vibing, but it wasn't saying a lot. You know, it was a cool vibe to the song, and it's a cool, like, head bob, and it's a cool thing to put on if you're going to party or, you, you know, you're getting ready, you're pre-gaming or whatever it is, but there wasn't a lot of substance in a lot of the tracks to me. So I totally understand what you mean by that. Yeah. So, all right, let's jump into some tracks. Um, speaking of that, so I'll let you. I'll let you kick it off. Uh, where do you want to start with this project? I'll start with the opening track, man. Her feelings. I feel like there was. See, like I said, I hadn't ever listened to listened to Mac Miller before, so I was surprised. I thought the vibe would be totally different, and the, and it was smooth as far as the hurt feelings. I like to hear about like rappers and their journey and, and, and what they're feeling and stuff like that. Not to be all emo per se, but it, it's cool to understand how they look at being a rapper, how they deal with fans, how they deal with the stuff that goes on around them, being in the spotlight. And I feel like hurt feelings definitely hit that and um dope line out of there is don't fuck around and be a victim of your own pride yeah and i feel like that was a dope line in any kind of like just reading about mac miller and the stuff that he had on going on like i said before with the dui and the breakup that was a strong line for him to say let, letting people know that he's not getting caught up in everything and he's still pushing forward so i like that song hurt feelings was one of my favorite ones that yeah. i would start with yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with, uh, I would, I would agree with that. It was a very strong start. Um, it kind of, it kind of, um, so they have the little like instrumental inter interlude type like opener, uh -huh. and then it jumps into this. And what I really like is that, um, is that this was this was kind of giving me okay, this is that energy I was expecting. This is mm -hmm. what this is what I what my initial expectations were based on like what I was seeing on the internet and stuff. And so I was, so I was like, okay, and and I'm digging with this. And Matt, Matt comes through, poised, confident, confident, and um, and I'm like, okay, this is this is this is interesting because I felt the way I felt coming up to uh, up right until the release of the album. But then when I started to see the DUI and stuff, I said, okay, I think he's going to go a more introspective route, which is what he ended up doing. And um, this one was just this one was just an an awesome an awesome song with a with a great hook, um, delivering some, delivering some, you know, not out of this world bars, but, uh, but entertaining verses to entertaining exactly. verses, I'd say. And not too deep, but universal bars, right. you know, like not anything specific to him, but stuff a lot of people could relate to. Right. And, uh, J Cole actually, um, this is one, this is a song that J Cole has writing credits on actually. And so I could see that. It's so not like a J Cole song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it kind of does. Um, so, so this was a this is a very interesting song. Uh, one of my favorites off the record. One that will always always stand out to me, um, and and it's one that I probably can say without a doubt I've returned to the one of the top five songs I've returned to the most off this for sure. Probably top three. Agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So let me. Jump, what you got? What What are you? One of your favorites? Yeah. Let me jump into one of my favorites, which is, and this is actually my number one favorite, is "What's the Use." The song following that immediately. So, "What's the Use?" This one to me stood out as the radio single, of course. Um, but it's just very, very ear catching. Um, I love the hook. I love the instrumental. Um, everything about it, Mac. This is uh. This is where Max singing, which is what I had a big problem with on Divine Feminine. This is something that um, absolutely stood out to me, and uh, and I I really enjoyed his I really enjoyed his singing on this one. So this was a this is one that I feel I feel given my takes on Divine Feminine, I have to 
I have to come out and get <laughs> clear and, 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 and be fair. And also, um, just the background the appearances from Thundercat and Snoop Dogg are just really, really dope and, um, uh, and, and catch me every time. So, so this song, this is a song that really just, um, that really stands out to me every time I listen to it. It's for sure the radio. Um, it's catchy. It's very, um, it's, it's just, I don't really know what to say other than it's dope. I mean, what are your thoughts on this one? That one was dope. Like you said, the Snoop and the, um, what's the guy's name? The other guy? Uh, Thundercat. Thundercat. It's slipping my mind. Snoop and Thundercat's feature totally surprised me. And it was like you said, I was totally not being a Mac Miller guy. I'm not, I wasn't used to the vibe, but I like it. It's like a grown man. I'm not here like to do all the little kitty silly shit in which I look like. This is good music that you can listen to. And that's what I got from that song. Like it just continued the vibe from her feelings and went right into it. So like, what's the use? Like you said, it wasn't one that I doubled back on a lot, but as far as the cohesiveness of the album, it was a great piece of glue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was something that, um, you know, everything, again, a lot of times with Mac Miller, and this is my thing with Mac Miller, is that he doesn't necessarily deliver um, too many bad verses, but uh, but a lot of his verses are kind of, are are kind of, they they have some substance and they don't, right? Like They're, they're, yeah, they're Travis Scottish. Yes. Like very, whole, very good. whole vibe right there. Yeah. Right. Like, like he, he, has, he has those bars, every couple bars where, okay, this is saying something that um, fits in with the album, fits in with the theme of the song, whatever. But then, uh, but then there's some, there's some, for lack of a better term, filler bars in between. Um, but, but he does, and, and I don't mean, I don't mean the full disrespect that usually comes with the term filler bars because he's not, he's not outside, he's not like Drake, uh, literally just repeating lines. He's uh, or mumble rapping, yeah. right? Or mumble he's rapping. At least He's at least giving you a little bit of something. Um, so yeah, so so the verses do just enough to hold my attention, but um, but it's the hook that always has sustaining power with it. Um, and then of course the little bridge by Thundercat, like I said near the end, is is awesome to me. So this makes this uh, this song one of my favorites off this record, no doubt. Um, why don't you jump to one of your one of your other records you want to talk about? I got to go to self-care, uh, and I'm going to keep saying this word, vibe. is another cool vibe on there. Like, this one I got, it's something you can listen to while you're on vacation, you're on the resort, you're chilling, you know what I'm saying? You and your girl or you and your homies are turning up or whatever. This is what you can listen to it and get in a good mood. And um, just like him taking care of himself, one of the boys that I got from that self-care, I'm treating me right right now. I love that line. Like I said, just knowing all the backstory and knowing what he – put himself into as far as getting in this situation with the DUIs and the, the public breakup. I feel like that this song was saying, hey, don't worry about me. I'm all right. I'm going to be hey, I'm going to be OK. And Mac Miller is like he's the perfect middle class rapper. Like he's not a superstar, but you know who he is. You know, you know, he does well for himself. And I think this song, like it, it personified middle class rap. Like exactly what he is. I'm gonna get my sales. I'm gonna get what I need. Don't worry about me falling off or anything like that. I'm good. I got self care. I totally was fucking with this one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and one of the things that I think is kind of underestimated um, in terms of just when you're when you're looking at the song standalone, but it, but in context of the album, one of the things that number one, this is one of the better tracks on the album to me as well. 
and, but the but the important thing that I that I think is really helps the 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 whole the album as a whole with this track is that um, that beat switch at the end really kind of helps give a little bit more energy and also bring the bring the vibe back to more fitting the album. Exactly, and, it kind of gets you out of the monotony for a little bit, then it takes you back. Right, and 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 that's and that's um, something that I'm gonna talk about when we get into overall thoughts is is the vibe of the album um and how and how um this was this was to me this was a good a good little energy punch that that it that it that the album needed agreed agreed what's another track for you um another track for me let's let's jump into um let's jump into small worlds now this one to me is interesting because um because uh the the first couple verses are uh, are dope, but but to me I want to highlight I want to highlight really the second part of the of, of the of the track. So um, the beat strip at the end always shines a bright spotlight on Mac, where he delivers a great verse. And the thing that the thing that's really cool about this verse to me is that um, if you really just look at it from a from a line by line standpoint, um, that what makes it incredible is that he's really just he's really just bad he's he's trading every every single bar changes from um from from confusion to confidence and by by example i'll show you i'll show you when i pull up this verse here so um okay so the third verse goes um uh stare um I'm I'm a mother in a motherfucking instant. I'll be gone. Do you want it all if it's mediocre? Staring at the wall full posters, looking at the dreams. Who I want to be? I guess you gotta see it to believe. Oh, I've been a fool. That's cool. That's what human beings do. Keep your eyes on the skies, never glued to your shoes. Guess there was a time when my mind was consumed, but the sun's coming out now. The clouds start to move. Don't tell me nothing but the truth. If I tried, I don't got. I don't got a spared second. Win or lose, win or lose. I don't keep count. Nobody checking. So he basically, um, the, the, he basically is battling with literally every line is battling back and forth between confusion and confidence and and having the confidence in his ability. But then at the end, he he questions him. He questions everything by saying, "I don't keep count. Um, nobody nobody's checking." Meaning that at the end of the day, he's really just questioning: Is all the battles I'm going through? Does anybody really care? Is is it right. all even worth it? Um, which is which is a very um, and, and for an album that's so introspective, this was one of the more introspective tracks on here that um, that always stands out to me. I agree with that, I, and I, the line that stood out to me out of that, what, even what you just said, is keep your eyes to the skies and not glued to your shoes. I think that's just like that fits the whole album like don't look down at what i've been through or don't look down at me because of what you think i am just like check out the ascension that i've had from those 17 projects that i have until now and i I think that that's so dope that he was able to capture that and i know i keep saying it was dope but the expectation for me coming into this wasn't hey mac miller makes great music let's see what he did to this album again this was my very first time checking out a project of his and i'm thoroughly impressed and surprised yeah yeah and that's and that and that's a dope perspective to have to um to this is because this is such an introspective um because this is such an introspective album it's it's very it's very interesting to hear somebody who's just kind of coming into mac and picking up on him yeah 
Um, so what do you want? What's the last record you want to highlight off this project? Last record I want to highlight is going to it's going with wings. It's another one of those reflective noise. It fits perfectly with the tone of the album. I like to switch to the melody like you were talking about the singing that he did. I kind of think that that played well on this particular song. Wasn't a big fan of it on the rest of it, but I see why it was there. You know, he's showing that ex- that that range. Um, it left me thinking with this Wings track and even the uh, some of the tracks that you named, like the one with Snoop. Why didn't he get a lot more recognition for this album? There was a number four album in the country with between with fifty and seventy thousand. I think he did like fifty five, fifty six, something like that first week. But just listening to the song Wings, it had me thinking like, man, he could have like. I could see the day parties playing this and stuff like that. So that joint, I loved it. I love him catching the melodies on there. I loved him doing his singing thing. And I think it fit perfectly with everything else on the album. Like I said, I wasn't a big, big, the biggest fan of the singing on the other tracks, but I think it fit perfectly here. It reminded me of your boy, Aubrey. You know, <laughs> he was doing his Drake thing on this one. So I wasn't mad at this one at all. Wings was a pretty dope track and it was reflective like i I love and i'll say this again i love when rappers are able to reflect like give you more give you insight now he's not very um direct in what he's talking about but he's still able he's still able to give you a vibe you know what i'm saying he's still able to let you know hey this is how i'm feeling and i really really appreciate that as opposed to him just like trying to uh do miracle lyrical exercises as you most rappers like him try to do because they're trying to prove something i like i like the fact that on wings and throughout the album that he let the music speak for him i'm not going to go in here and try to rap the best just because i'm a white guy or i'm not going to go in here and do this just because you think i'm a backpacker i'm going to make a great tape good for the summer and let you guys do with it what you may so i think wings kind of personify all of that yeah, and and the interesting thing about this is um, it fits so perfectly with what with everything we just talked about on the last track, Small World, in that uh, Mac again just battles back and forth between between questioning himself and being confident in himself, and um, you know kind of questioning who he can trust and how he'll develop the abilities to reach all his dreams and aspirations, but then at the same time looking back and saying, "Damn, I've actually achieved quite a lot. I'm I'm good." And uh, and that's what that's what's really interesting about this album is that is is that it's a constant just constant pr- pretty much almost every song is a back and forth between uh, between his doubts and his um, and his optimism I guess you could say or his um, or his confidence and that and that's to me what makes this dope and I think and I agree with you too um, this is probably his uh, up there with his best singing on the album I would say yeah. so one hundred percent I think yeah. Um, and, and this one is also another one that's executive produced by Mac, Mac Miller. So shout out to that because the, what's up with the whole, awesome. what's up with the whole alias thing? I never got a full story on that. You know what he does that for? Or no? Um, you know, I think that, sh- I think that's just something he wanted to do. I don't think there's really a soul drive. If, if there is a soul driving reason behind it, I don't know. I think kinda that's like, just an artist being an artist. Yeah. Kind of like J Cole with the kill Edward shit. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, except he's not trying to pump fake fans. With <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, hilarious. What you got? What was the final one for you? All right, the final one for me um, is 2009. So this mm-hmm. um, to start the podcast, we talked about how in 2009 was really the start of his breakout, and mm-hmm. this to me is what makes this awesome track track uh, or this track awesome 
and in my mind it should have been the closer and an album full of introspection this to me is max peak of his introspection where he draws parallels and explains the whole journey of 2009 which is where again his career started to break out to now and he and he highlights the good the bad the wins the losses and also ending the song by showing he's the most confident he's ever been really not only not only ever in life but on this on this album which is like we said an album full of question full of doubt um so max understanding all that he's brought him through and this is really the first time he's breaking through and saying okay you know what everything i've been through has actually made brought me to the point in life where i'm at and i'm happy with the point in life where i'm at and i'm confident that whatever challenges are ahead of me whether it be whether it be his battle with his drug addiction or his celebrity or both his love life and his self-love um he he's confident that he can actually that he can actually uh conquer those those challenges right i agree with you 100 percent. like he he's definitely shown that with this album i'm not worried about hey what is everybody going to think about me since this stuff happened what is everybody going to think since the breakup he gave you good music he went into his artist bag and he was like hey this is what i want to do and even reading the title of the last album i know you said that you liked everything that wasn't mac miller just reading reviews from that album the title and just that stage it seems like that that wasn't what he wanted to do and it seems like swimming was more so something that he wanted to do mm -hmm. that's, so. uh, yeah that's 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 an interesting um that's an interesting take and i think i think that that pulls through to the music mm -hmm. i think i, I think it I think it makes him. I think he he is more inspired on this project, and that's to me what makes it better than that last project. And one of the things I liked about this was um, just a simple line he has in the chorus, which um, the chorus is actually, again, now Max not the greatest singer in the world, but his singing for me on this track works, and I, and I like it. Um, but he but he but he ends the chorus with the ending line of each chorus is it ain't two thousand nine. Uh, um, I don't stay inside the lines. It ain't 2009 no more. I know it's behind that door. Um, and that really just, that is really a great line because of everything that we've talked about on this podcast. The fact that Mac has really grown and changed um, his persona from the beginning to what he is now. You know, he was labeled this like frat boy backpack rapper. Yeah. And now he's developed into an artist. Like, okay, okay. So he's got a little man. bit of soul in him. Yeah. Got, okay, he can do exactly. something. Yeah. He getting his grown man summer music, barefoot, barefoot vibe on. You know what I'm saying? He, he you can put your linen on and and, and rock out to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what that's what makes this uh, that's what makes this song dope. And uh, I think it should have been the outro just because I think it would have been a powerful outro. Agreed. But. Um, but yeah, that's that's really my only complaint is the song itself is great, uh, just just the sequencing of the album at least at the end um, that was that was the only thing that kind of deterred me about the song. But let's yeah. jump into the overall thoughts of the album then, since we're since we're near the end of the album, let's <laughs> talk. Um, let, let let's talk about the album. So what are your over, what's your overall rating out of ten? What do you what do you think about this? What are just your thoughts about this album? All right, overall, I'm thinking. I had the benefit, and I said this before in the part, of not listening to Mac before and going in with my expectations very low to minimal of what he would be able to do. I thought he would try to hit me with the lyrical miracle raps, and I thought that I would be like just skipping songs to try to find something that I could catch a vibe to. 
I was totally wrong in that, and that kind of probably is going to have me overrating the album just a little bit. We'll see what I'm at with it in about two weeks. But right now, I got to give it a 7 out of 10. Like, if this was the first time where he was a brand new artist and I heard this, I would be like, okay, this guy's pretty good. I'm going to listen to his tapes when they come out. This is actually going to make me go back and check out some of his better songs or some of his better tapes that people tell me are great from the fans. So I would give it 7 out of 10. Overall, I think it was a dope album, a lot of good vibes. The one takeaway that I would say that I didn't like and I mean, it's a gift and a curse when you have an album like this. There are not a lot of bars. There are not a lot of rapidy rap. And for one song or two, I would have liked him just to display the skill of how he has bars because I know Mac Miller can rap, can put words and flows together. But like I said, I think this album was more focused on perspective, introspective, and having a vibe. So I not that mad that I didn't get the bars and didn't have at least one song where he was rapping his ass off. But overall, good album. I would definitely check it out again and recommend it to people who are not really familiar with Mac Miller as something to check out. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I've given it a 6.5 out of 10, so, so I'm right around the area you're in. Uh, one of Mac's strongest performances in what is, like we said, an extent, quite an extensive catalog. Um, I think it's going to be a very valuable album if you're interested in Mac Miller the Human because even myself and and you as well, someone who came into this, you know, knowing of Mac Miller but not really knowing about Mac Miller, um, it's it still it sounded like it held our it it held our interest, right? Like I can I can say that it held your interest, right? Throughout it. One hundred percent. Okay. So so yeah, so it, it, it held our interest and um and made made us kind of feel you know, empathetic for him, or just kind of understand who he is as a person. Um, and coming into this, and that's saying a lot, because coming into this, if I knew he was going to make an album in the same lane as Divine Feminine, I would have been even less interested, but he delivered. Right. The, the production's awesome. It's very smooth, melancholy, sober. Uh, somber. Um, the, the distortion, and, and the funny thing is, is like, is that the distortion of the instrumentals and productions almost makes the album sound and feel very watery, which is amazing considering the title. Right, like swimming, exactly. Right. Um. So that so that's a good job by Mac and the rest of his uh, pro, uh contributing producers. I think Mac deserves a lot more credit for his ear for production, um, because the songs on this one are are long. Uh, pretty much most songs range from um from three to six minutes. And so, so there's not really many, there's not really many short songs on there. Most songs being four to six minutes. Um, all the songs are long. They're fully fleshed out with ever changing instrumentals. Um, the instrumentals change throughout the course of the songs, which is, which is also makes the, the listens, uh, very good. Um, the, just an instrumental version of this album would actually be a dope listen too. And, um, the sequencing and flow of the album feels real nice. Um, but but the the criticism I have is that although most of the songs are very listenable standalone, I don't find I find myself only returning to about to what's the use, hurt feelings, self care, and maybe a couple other interchangeable songs like two thousand nine, like ladders, like small world. Um, so despite most of these songs being standalone, this album's quite a listen front to back, and after the first um, six tracks. After 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 wings, it kind of uh, the rest of the album kind of has a hard time interjecting energy, and it can lose a lot of life for a listener, which I know is not the tension intention of Mac. I know he doesn't he's not trying to put a lot of like 
energy like the the whole thing is supposed to be a vibe but unless you're really interested in mac personally it's kind of easy to lose interest so i yeah. think if this album could have been shortened 10 to 15 minutes it would have made for a much more digestible full list uh full album listens and um that's really the only critique i have of this album because the songs itself is great the production's great and i would put this probably in like the top three of his discography i think this is an excellent project for mac i definitely agree with you i can't put it in the top three because i haven't heard the other ones but i would definitely agree <laughs> with you as far as an album that was vibe worthy and him setting the tone as far as separating himself from what he usually does because like i said even though i haven't checked out what he usually does I did peep that this is a totally different vibe from what I thought he did. So right. if, if that stands for anything. Right. I got you. So, all right. So, uh, so before we get out of here, what are, what are some of the favorite records? What are the records you're returning to off this one? Definitely going back to my ones that I mentioned on here, Hurt Feelings. I, I like What's the Use, like you said. Perfecto was actually pretty good. Uh, not lyrical uh, as I would have wanted it to be. Um, Conversations was really dope. I think Conversations Part 1 was a good one. And Self Care and Wings. Okay, okay. Um, I'm returning to, off this one, I'm returning to, uh, of course, the the I think the the three big songs off this album, which are Hurt Feelings, What's the Use, and Self Care. Um, I'm returning to those. Uh, Wings, um, and then sometimes Don't Know. I like Don't. I like the vibe of Don't Know a little bit. Um, 2009 is a song that it is. It's dope, um, but I don't find myself wanting to return to it too much, just because once you get the story, you, you uh, the the song has fulfilled its purpose. Right. Um, so yes, and also ladders is pretty dope too. So those are those are pretty much the ones I I'd say I'm I'd say I'm returning to the most off this project. Well, I like it. I'm gonna check those out some more. I'm probably vibe out to this playing a little mad tonight. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so thank you, Spike Lou, for coming out, man. Why don't you go? Why don't you go before you get back to your mad? And why don't you go plug uh, <laughs> plug what you're doing at On Deck TV? Hey, man, we appreciate you over here, Chris, and everything that you do. Thanks for having me on for the review. Uh, you hip-hop heads out there, check out the On Deck TV podcast. That's every Wednesday we drop with the latest in hip-hop news from a fan's perspective. Uh, brand new exclusive topics every week. Also, check out everything on Realville Media, realvillemedia.com. And uh, I am Spike Lou on all your favorite social media spots. Yeah, man, hit hit him up. Um, I know he engages he engages with his followers. Um, yes. And on deck TV, like I've said this before on my podcast, that that is it is my, one of my favorite listens of any podcast. I well, I don't I don't miss an episode. They they do great. Um, despite Animal Brown's uh, despite Animal Brown's pimp a butterfly slander, I'll let it rock. His lack of knowledge for great music, like to pimp a butterfly, <laughs> little bootsy stuff like that. <laughs> Can't forget the can't forget the Spike Lee little or Spike Lee, I called you Spike Lee Spike Lou little boozy endorsement. Yes, I always got to get that in there. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, take care. I'm gonna let you get back to Madden. Um, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you get that off. So uh, we talked about this actually in the um, before before we did the podcast. So. So where you so where you at, man? You you thinking you gonna protest the games? And... <laughs> no, nah, I ain't gonna protest no man. I don't think that what they did with the song was just one hundred percent them. I think the NFL had a lot more to do with it than uh, they let on, and I think Madden kind of bit the bullet for that. So I ain't gonna I ain't gonna make a big deal of it for Madden. I do wish not to get too political, but that the NFL had 
just dead at this stuff this year. No, like, like yeah. no one's doing anything anymore about it. I don't think see anything good coming from it. It's just, it was just a big clusterfuck. Yeah. All right, man. I mean, it makes it, it's easy. For, it's easy for me. Um, I don't really get. I don't really get mad in. I stick to two K. Two K. Yeah, two K guy. Your hoops guy. I definitely understand that. <laughs> yeah. So two K gives me more than enough, man. Two weeks away. I can't wait. I know that's right. But all right, good man. I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you get back to that. Good talking to you, and uh, definitely have you back on the pod again. All right. I appreciate it, Chris. Anytime you need me, I'm here. All right. Cool.